You might have noticed that I've been coming out with new episodes at a slower pace lately. There's no particular reason for this that I can report. I have a busy life, and this has just been a time of decreased productivity in my writing, I suppose, relative to other pursuits. I'm teaching courses in biology and anatomy and physiology. I've been studying, too. I'm doing some home improvements. I'm spending time with my kids and schlepping them back and forth to school. I've been playing guitar. You know how it is. Plus, I'm actively trying to get myself employed. And I've managed to wrangle up some potential opportunities, to be sure. Something has captured a bit of public attention, which I should look at and comment on. A letter has been published and circulated under this title, The Integrated Information Theory of Consciousness as Pseudoscience. It has a very long list of signatories, including authors of studies and books that I have shared from over the course of this podcast. Daniel Dennett is on it, Patricia Churchland, Dean Buonamano. It's a long list. The rationale for writing it was apparently to dispute the outsized popularity of IIT, which is on the rise following the results reported in preprint form uh, in the adversarial collaboration studies. I can see what the writers are saying, but I'm not into it, and I wouldn't have signed on to it if I had been requested to do so. Of course, I wasn't asked. I'm going to read the thing in full because it's quite short, but I'll stop and add some points along the way because I have some developing thoughts of my own. The authors begin, quote, The media, including news articles in both nature and science, have recently celebrated the Integrated Information Theory, IIT, as a leading and empirically tested theory of consciousness. We are writing as researchers with some relevant expertise to express our concerns. The media coverage sprang from a public event where the authors of a large-scale adversarial collaboration shared their findings, which were reported as empirically testing and partially supporting IIT. This message was communicated directly to journalists and the general public prior to the preprint being available and hence prior to peer review. The experiments seem very skillfully executed by a large group of trainees across different labs. However, by design, the studies only tested some idiosyncratic predictions made by certain theorists, which are not really logically related to the core ideas of IIT, as one of the authors himself also acknowledges. The findings, therefore, do not support the claims that the theory itself was actually meaningfully tested or that it holds a dominant, well-established, or leading status. This important nuance was unfortunately lost in the media coverage, unquote. All right, so the media is reporting on IIT. Moreover, they are doing so as they always do from a naive perspective. I don't really see a big problem with the studies and their results being discussed widely prior to peer review. That happens sometimes, and even the authors of this letter acknowledge that the experiments were skillfully executed. Is this media coverage any different than coverage of string theory or multiple universes or whatever? Sometimes radical theories are right, and sometimes they're not. I think on the whole, it's good that the public is taking an interest in neuroscientific theories of consciousness. For one thing, it might make the procurement of grant funding a little easier to come by. The authors here seem to be concerned about IIT getting too soft a hand and being granted by the media a dominant or leading status. I guess I find this annoying, but I would, say I'm, I would not say I'm concerned. The media are always annoying and generally exaggerate the importance of studies that they're highlighting. This is true of the nightly news, just as it is true of magazine articles that promise 10 easy steps to find a husband or the new weight loss miracle drug. The leading theories of consciousness are usually named as global neuronal workspace and integrated information theory, 
They aren't leading in the sense that they are more likely correct, though. They are leading because there are more papers in the scientific literature that mention them, whether favorably or disfavorably. Take this as an, as an example. It could easily be said that prior to his recent removal, Tucker Carlson was the leading political pundit on television. That doesn't mean that Tucker was more often correct or had the best ideas or anything. It just means that more people were tuning in to see his show. It's a matter of popularity. And I would say that IIT is pretty undeniably the most popular theory at the moment using the same kind of metric. Should it be the most popular? No. My theory, the TICL, should be the most popular, obviously. But it doesn't matter what is closest to the truth as far as the media are concerned. It matters what is popular and interesting to their viewers, listeners, or readers. Is this letter just sour grapes? Maybe a little. I agree with the authors that IIT should not be considered well-established by any means, and the adversarial collaboration really is aimed at testing distinctions that don't get at the core of what IIT claims. That's fair enough. But why is it necessary to slander the theory as pseudoscience? Maybe all neuroscientific theories of consciousness are pseudoscience. Maybe global neuronal workspace theory is pseudoscience too, and the TICL, and operational architectonics and general resonance theory. It couldn't be said responsibly that any of these theoretical frameworks is well supported by empirical evidence to the discredit of the others. So none of the theories are beyond dispute. Consciousness is an ongoing concern. We don't know what the answer is. We have lots of evidence, but the theories aren't really contesting one another's evidence. Rather, different theories are looking at the evidence in different ways and drawing different conclusions, subtly different in many cases. And in all likelihood, new ideas and new tools will need to be developed before we fully discriminate among them. That's why I did not nail down my own th theory so far that it could be conveniently tested. I don't know how. But that doesn't mean it can't be done, that the TICL and Global Neuronal Workspace and General Resonance and IIT are unfalsifiable. That does not make them pseudoscientific. Let's face it, though, Global Neuronal Workspace is not in a position to be rightly tested either. So why have the authors of this letter singled out IIT for derision? We are about to find out. Let's read on. The authors write, quote, These claims of dominance have also been questioned in the scientific community, yet they have been repeatedly broadcast to the public by proponents of IIT over the years. IIT is an ambitious theory, but some scientists have labeled it as pseudoscience. According to IIT, an inactive grid of connected logic gates that are not performing any useful computation can be conscious, possibly even more so than humans. Organoids created out of petri dishes, as well as human fetuses at very early stages of development, are likely conscious according to the theory. On some interpretations, even plants may be conscious. These claims have been widely considered untestable, unscientific, magicalist, or a departure from science as we know it. Given its panpsychist commitments, until the theory as a whole, not just some hand-picked auxiliary components trivially shared by many others as already known to be true is empirically testable, we feel that the pseudoscience label should indeed apply." Panpsychism is pseudoscience? No, I disagree. It is not unreasonable to at least consider the possibilities of various forms of panpsychism. My theory is not panpsychist, but I'm hardly in the mood to call its adversaries false science. Maybe plants are conscious, guys. I don't think so, and clearly neither do you. In fact, neither do most IIT researchers as far as I'm aware. But can we begin with a degree of humility here? 
Consciousness is a deep and mysterious problem. We must be able to investigate a wide range of possibilities without being labeled pseudoscientists. I even wonder as I read this letter if there are political commitments underlying it. Most academics, as I'm sure you have noticed, are on the political left. I, for one, do not carry out scientific theorizing through a politically motivated lens. In fact, I strive to do the opposite because that is the whole point of the scientific method. Journalists aren't scientists, so they can say whatever they want. And politicians aren't scientists either, so they're free to spin the facts and cherry-pick and all the rest. I find myself here in a position to defend IIT, not because I think it is right or that its proponents are friendly to me, but because the theory is being unfairly maligned. Basically, the authors are saying that panpsychist theories are necessarily pseudoscience. That puts the cart before the horse. Wrong is not the same thing as pseudoscience. Multiple worlds or string theory are probably wrong and difficult or impossible to test, but they're still welcome in the academic literature, and that's a good thing. Actually, I wouldn't even have a problem with these guys calling IIT pseudoscience in a casual setting, like a conversation or emails. But here, they're clearly trying to make a statement to the rest of the profession and to the wider public. This is irresponsible. Are these guys worried that science will be used to justify conservative policymaking on abortion and stem cell research? Tough luck. Let the chips fall where they may. Our job is to reach out and discover truth, to imagine what might be and pursue it boldly. After all, one could turn the political implications around, arguing that until we prove that fetuses aren't conscious in the womb, abortion should be banned. Until we know for sure what consciousness is, there should be no artificial intelligence and no stem cell research. Political games are not the purview of serious scientific researchers. I'll read on. The authors write, quote, Regrettably, given the recent events and heightened public interest, it has become especially necessary to rectify this matter. If IIT is either proven or perceived by the public as such, it will not only have a direct impact on clinical practice concerning coma patients, but also a wide array of ethical issues ranging from current debates on AI sentience and its regulation, to stem cell research, animal and organoid testing, and abortion. Our consensus is not that IIT and its variants decidedly lack intellectual merit, but with so much at stake, it is essential to provide a fair and truthful perspective on the status of the theory. As researchers, we have a duty to protect the public from scientific misinformation. Therefore, we hope to make it clear that despite its significant media attention, IIT requires meaningful empirical tests before being heralded as a leading or well-established theory. Its idiosyncratic claims and potentially far-reaching ethical implications necessi necessitate a measured representation, unquote. All right, fine. But I'm beginning to detect something untoward here. The authors say, quote, if IIT is either proven or perceived as such, it will have a direct impact on, quote, a wide array of ethical issues ranging from current debates on AI sentience and its regulation to stem cell research, animal and organoid testing, and abortion, unquote. This is the quiet part out loud. The authors of this letter are apparently concerned that IIT, if proven correct, is dangerous to the priorities of left-wing policy moving forward. It is important to the authors to rectify this matter. Rectify, to bring into alignment or to correct. To bring into alignment with what? Truth? It sounds to me like these guys are more concerned with bringing neuroscientific theory 
into alignment with their political priors. They are concerned, even if the theory is correct, that it not be known to the public and its political representation. Rectify, to bring into alignment or to correct. Correct according to objective truth or politically correct. They say, quote, we have a duty to protect the public from scientific misinformation, unquote. That may be so, but the final part of the letter that I've just shared with you demonstrates a further commitment to protect the public from malinformation. Malinformation is information which is true, but which must be kept secret. Malinformation might be the position of naval vessels during wartime, passwords and classified memos, state secrets, the identities of undercover operatives. It is not our duty to protect the public from true but inconvenient scientific facts. This sentiment is disgraceful. This is the same sentiment that got Socrates and Galileo killed. The same sentiment that motivates the censorship of evolutionary theory in evangelical schools. The same sentiment that motivated Anthony Fauci to lie to Congress about gain-of-function research in Wuhan. This letter is elitist and political. This letter is pseudoscience. We are scientists, not activists. We deliver the empirical facts to the best of our ability, not the results demanded by our political or religious masters. If we get this wrong, we will lose all trust in one another, and the public will lose trust in all of us. This letter is a self-inflicted wound, and Daniel Dennett, of all people, should see that. In the end, the author softened their landing with this statement, quote, We hope to make it clear that despite its significant media attention, IIT requires meaningful empirical tests before being heralded as a leading or well-established theory. Its idiosyncratic claims and potentially far-reaching ethical implications necessitate a measured representation, unquote. Aw, that's nice. That statement is obviously correct. Too bad the authors didn't take their own advice. This letter is not a measured representation of dissent, but an attack on scientific ambition and an oath of political loyalty. The latter is sandwiched in between instances of the former, the result is that if I were to confront one of these authors with what I have just told you, he or she is likely to say something to the effect of, no, nah, man, we just think IIT is being credited by the media too much, that's all. We aren't making any kind of political statement or anything. It's a classic Mott and Bailey. I'm not buying it. To top it all off, I stand here in unlikely defense of IIT. I might be one of the most ardent and credible critics of IIT. Giulio Tononi and his colleagues have failed to reach out to me, or to respond to my criticisms. They've essentially ignored me. Yet what's right is right. Tononi et al. have stuck to their guns. They followed their theory directly to the conclusions it gives them. Is it radical? Of course it is. Are the conclusions absurd? I think they are. And I've published some ideas that might rescue the project and put it back on course. The temporally integrated causality landscape is my best effort to save what I think is a truly inspired framework in IIT. I'll be goddamn to be accused of doing that for politically motivated reasons. It didn't even occur to me that there were political implications. I'm not a panpsychist because I don't think the idea aligns with the truth. I could give a shit how it aligns politically. Mm -hmm.